Hey everybody, welcome to the Full Arch Secrets Podcast. This is the podcast where we will share and discuss strategies to dominate your local dental implant market and to grow your production beyond your wildest dreams. We are on a mission to help as many practices grow and to help change as many patient lives through dental implant treatment as possible. So we'd love your help in getting the word out there by commenting, liking, subscribing, sharing, telling a friend, everything helps. So appreciate your help with that. Today, we are talking about still the architecture that has to do with establishing authority within the full arch framework. So this is how to position yourself as an authority within your market, how to stand out from the crowd, how to make and help people like and trust you in your efforts to sell more dental implants and change patient lives. And so today we're specifically going to dive into what we call educational content. And I've got Spencer Walker, CEO of Dental Implant Machine here with me today. Of course, I'm Kevin, happy to be here. I happen to be the COO at Dental Implant Machine. And Spencer and I have the pleasure of working very closely side by side all day, every day uh, to bring new patients into the practices that we support. So Spencer, in a nutshell, why is producing educational content for any practice that might want to scale and grow their dental implant treatment? That's a great question. At the end of the day, you have to do two things. You have to get people to like and trust dental implants, and you have to get them to like and trust the dentist. And if you can do that, then they are very likely to come in and become a happy pain patient. Can you share the Full Arch Framework for anybody watching this? Remember the Full Arch Framework, we've got our authority architecture, our marketing architecture, our closing architecture. Kevin mentioned earlier here, you can see on the screen, educational content there is part of the authority architecture, along with the unique value proposition, social proof, right? So these are things, as he said, that get people to like and trust dental plants and helps them to like and trust the dentist. Like this is it. Now your marketing, just reframing the conversation here because the marketing architecture leverages this authority content to find people out in the marketplace and become a lead. In other words, they raise their hand and say, hey, I'm interested in talking. They either pick up the phone and call or fill out a form, right? The closing architecture then takes that lead, that person who's raised their hand and talks to them on the phone and gets them to schedule into a consult and gets them to say, yes, put that down payment and start treatment. If we imagine going back to this educational content and how this helps us, along with the other parts of the authority architecture, if you imagine a funnel and we're trying to funnel people into your practice. And if you think of the top of the funnel, you know, if top of a funnel's wider, right? The bottom's smaller. And so at the top of the funnel, this is kind of directly proportional to the amount of people who are ready. If you think of it like a continuum, a readiness continuum. And at the top, you have the world. Here's everybody in your marketplace who potentially could buy dental implants. And then at the bottom, these are people the very bottom, this is somebody who's paying you. They just came in and started paying you. And so there are fewer people paying you at the bottom than there are potentially out there in your marketplace, right? So at the top, these people need, you know, they've got a problem. They might have pain. They're having embarrassment, whatever situation they're in. They might be a dentalist. They might not be yet, but they are having these problems. And what they need to do first off is come to like and trust dental implants. They are not necessarily solution aware yet, or they are becoming solution aware. And at that point, we know we need to educate them on solutions. 
help them understand what's possible for them, different types of treatment, right? Once they believe that dental implants is their best solution, then we get them, you know, now they're coming, starting to come down this funnel and we're starting to get them to like and trust the dentist because now it's like, I want implants. Who should I call? Who should I go with? And I want to look into this more. Who should I talk to, right? And so educational content helps answer, are dental implants right for me? What are dental implants? Is this a solution that's worth my time? Or should I, you know, dentures? Should I choose dentures? Should I choose dental implants? So you got to educate them. And in our experience, educational type ads tend to get more of a response than even the social proof type ads. Not always, but quite frequently when we put an ad out there that's educational and in nature, it tends to bring more people clicking on it. And that's probably has a lot to do with, you know, we're sitting here, like there's more population at the top of that funnel, right? A lot of people wanting to learn about dental implants. So they're interested, they're curious, how does this work? Now, here's the cool thing. And Kevin, we were talking about this earlier, right? If you are educating somebody on dental implants, the teacher becomes an authority, right? You're teaching, educating me on that. You obviously know what you're doing. I now perceive you as an expert in that thing. And so you kind of kill two birds with one stone here. When you educate the public on implants, you're getting them to like and trust implants. And then simultaneously, you're setting yourself up so that you're jumping the next hurdle, which is to like and trust you as the authority, as that dentist, right? It doesn't even have to be you as the dentist doing the teaching, although that's very powerful probably the most powerful way of doing it. You know, just because your practice is providing educational content, it gives the parents that you are an authority and know what you're talking about. So pretty cool. Kevin, you had some interesting thoughts on the value equation earlier and how that all ties together. I don't know if you want to share that. Yeah. The value equation is something that I refer to quite often. Anybody who's spent very much time around me, all of our team members here at Dental Implant Machine, and then a lot of the clients that I've personally worked with, they have seen me talk about this equation that I've, I've got up on the screen. An equation, you know, has a number or a variable on top, and then it also has numbers or variables on the bottom. And so if you're watching this, then you can see it. If you're only listening to the audio, then you'll have to come along on this journey with me. I'll try to explain it to you. But we've got the prospects dream outcome multiplied by their perceived likelihood of achievement. So it's like, this is my big goal that I want. And this is how likely it is that whatever solutions are out there in the marketplace will help me get to my dream outcome. So for example, maybe my dream outcome is a vacation to Hawaii and I'm weighing what airline is going to transport me from the mainland from the lower 48 to Hawaii, right? And so I could make that decision based on reliability, based on price, based on uh, convenience of flights or layovers or a number of different variables. I'm probably going to go with the airline that is reliably going to get myself and my family to the destination on time. That's something that's very important to me. And so I might go with the airline that has the best ratings and reviews, or I might go with the airline that has the best credibility or track record when it comes to flights leaving and arriving on time. Okay. So that 
is increasing the perceived likelihood of achievement if I choose that airline. Likewise, on the bottom part of this equation are a couple of variables that work negatively against anybody who's selling something or offering something in the marketplace. And that's how long it's going to take for us to give this thing to our customer. And then also how much effort and sacrifice are we going to require of our customer in order to get what they want. Okay. So if the dream outcome and the perceived likelihood of achievement are great enough, then you can have a longer time and you can have more effort and sacrifice required of your customer. But if the dream outcome or the perceived likelihood of achievement are very high, then you can't get away with a crazy amount of time or a high level of effort and sacrifice that it's going to take in order to get what the person wants. So for example, if my wife wants to make banana bread and she sends me to the grocery store, but they tell me that they're not going to have bananas for three weeks, or they tell me that I have to do a challenge in the store and put a bunch of stuff in my cart in order to get a bushel of bananas, I'm probably going to say, you know what, honey, we can have we can have a different dessert, right? Like you can make something different because of the hoops or the efforts or the sacrifices that they were going to make me jump through in order to get the bananas, right? And that's just a crazy example. But you can see like that dream outcome of having banana bread is easily replaceable with a different type of dessert or a different baked good, right? And so in our example, as clinicians or as marketers and working towards helping people get this life-changing treatment of dental implants, the dream outcome is obviously incredible, right? The social proof that we talked about is really helpful to help people see what kind of a dream outcome they can get from this type of procedure. Educational content, why Kevin, like having those video, showing it, not just telling them about it, but like showing the video, those grown men crying, those daughters hugging their mom, mom, you're so beautiful. You're like, really just helps them see in their head and envision that dream outcome, right? They can place themselves in the patient's story that they're watching, right? And we talked about that at length. Producing and showing educational content, I think, is what really helps elevate the perceived likelihood of achievement or success with you and with your practice. And if they can see, if the prospect can see that their life will be changed and they like and trust you enough to commit to it with you, then if it's going to cost a lot or if it's going to hurt a little bit or if they haven't been to the dentist in a long time or if it's going to take a little while from the initial surgery to the final delivery of their fully fixed teeth, they're willing to give a little bit more time and to pay a little bit more and to have more effort and sacrifice on their part in order to get that dream outcome because they have a high level of confidence that you are the right one for them. You're the one that's going to help them get there. And so this value equation just makes so much sense. The bigger the dream outcome, the bigger the goal, the more time, effort, and sacrifice you can require from somebody to get there. But they have to know that you are the one to help them get there. And educational content is really the thing I think that helps position you as the leader and the authority, the guide in their journey that's going to help them get what they want. Love that. Spencer, as I think about asking doctors to create and come up with their own educational content, what kind of tips would you give them? And are there any red flags or any like issues that you have seen with educational content that somebody might have produced and, and given to us to incorporate into the advertising? 
Yeah, that's great. Great question. So starting with what not to do. Okay. So you're doctors, right? You're obviously very smart. You understand all the big words, the terminology. You may have heard of the term babble tech. Is that the word I'm looking for? Like techno babble. Techno babble. I said it backwards. So techno babble, you may have heard of that. Techno babble is really where you're talking in terms that they wouldn't understand. You know, it might be like different. the clinical definition or the why yeah, in the textbook, but your patient hasn't necessarily read that textbook. They're not going to understand, you know, the difference between the nuances that go into the clinical words. It's probably learning how to explain it so simply that a fifth grader could understand what you're talking about, right? That's it. Yep. So try to avoid that. Now, it might be something where you're like, okay, look, this is the implant and it takes the place of the root, you know, but like, this is the abutment. This is the crown, the tooth that goes on top. There you go. Right. Like you just simply explain it. But showing pictures of like an all-on X or showing a picture of an implant and defining the different parts helps them understand how it works because they may have heard, oh yeah, Bob got implants. Well, what does that even mean? You know? And so when you describe this and you show this, it helps frame it in their mind and they say, oh, I, I can understand how that concept works really quickly with an image, just with a quick little video for explanation. And that's really it. Like we highly recommend just keeping it simple, just straightforward explanations, simple, and that's enough to build people's trust. Some other educational type content, you might you know, talk about bone loss. And this is important because it gets to the urgency of moving forward because that's ultimately what you want to do. You, know? you want to grow your practice and you want to help as many people as you can. These people are going to have better lives if you can get them to move forward. So create an urgency talking about the importance of acting now and how if you wait, what happens with bone loss and the complications that can arise from that. Those are all great things, including the potential for biting force and how implants, the difference between dentures and implants, that's always a great one. You'll get a lot of people who respond to that. There's obviously a lot of people on dentures and that's been the traditional go-to for many years, how implants are superior. And now you're kind of comparing, contrasting, educating like that. At the end of the day, I just love the thing that I think I love the most about educational content is simply that it's like a twofer. You get people to like and trust dental implants, and then you get them to like and trust you. It really positions you as an authority. That's why we say on that full arch framework, it says helps patients like and trust dental implants while establishing you as an authority figure. And it can really help bring people down that funnel really quick. And back to what you said, if you leverage your social proof, as the kind of this initial attraction, because they're like, you know, sometimes that initial attraction, not necessarily like we said in ads, it can be that, but people typically buy because of emotion and then justify their emotions with logic. And so social proof can act as a way to like, uh, look at that, tall, dark, and here. the emotion. Yeah, but is he going to break my heart? Is he going to, you know, provide well? Is he going to be a good partner in life, right? And so the social proof gets them emotionally like engaged. I want that. And the educational content helps them understand, yes, this is the best option for me. And it's really powerful when you combine those two things together. It's kind of answers all of their questions, answers their emotional needs and their logical needs and sets you up as that authority figure all along the way. So there yeah, you go. You've had your hands in the funnel shape a few times during this episode. And obviously the funnel is wider at the top. 
and more narrow at the bottom. And that is that illustrates the fact that not everybody who has interest at the top becomes a paying patient at the bottom. We want as many of those people to follow through and to fall down the funnel to the bottom, but it's not a tunnel. It's not a highway where everybody who comes through one end gets out the other end. It really is a filtering process of people who are going to disqualify themselves or they're going to get disqualified clinically, or maybe they're going to get disqualified financially. And so our job is to, to try to help as many of those people to flow through to the bottom and we're trying to make sure that that highway. <laughs> we're trying, we're trying every single day to improve that funnel into a highway or into a tunnel where everybody who comes in one end goes out the other. Educational content will help do this. It's the one-two punch with the social proof that attracts at the top, and then it will pull and magnetize people down to the bottom. It will actually widen the bottom part of the funnel and help more people to get there than ever before. So any actionable steps or takeaways that you would urge the listeners to take advantage of as we wrap up this episode? You can put this stuff anywhere. Go create some videos. You can literally pull out your cell phone and just record yourself talking about these things. Everybody has little demos, you know, that they use in their office examples where you can say, Hey, this is this, this is that. Here's the denture versus the all on X, right? Here's an implant. You can see the above and you can show them using your little demos that you would use. Just create a quick little video about that. Put that into your ads, put that into your landing pages, put that on your website. And then obviously while you're in your consultations, use those same things to demonstrate and you'll educate and inform and come out looking like the authority and expert that you really are. All right. Well, Spence, thanks a lot for the tips and tricks today. We've enjoyed having the chance to talk about this with so many of our clients that we work with on a daily basis, and it's fun to share it in podcast and in video form as well. So doctors, if you're listening, you have any questions about how to implement this either into your campaign or into what you're already doing in your practice, we're happy to help. We're ready and eager to answer any and all questions as it relates to helping more patients say yes to you when they find you for dental implant treatment. Until next time, take care and let's go close some arches.